Hey ladies and boys and girls, Mel Herbert here, Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. It's a network of shows, it's not a family show. It's a network of shows. And it's Tuesday, February 14th. And I buried the lead yesterday. I gave you a little snippet from uh, the big show, large show, the grand show, the patron show. But I didn't really uh, give it context. And the big news was that uh, Robert had a pretty bad car crash um, just sort of the day before. He was getting onto the freeway. And as he said, the next thing he remembers is seeing guardrail and airbag. And his white Model S is destroyed. He is fine. He's got a few cuts and bruises, a little bit of burning from the airbag, but he is fine. And we had a big discussion about, um, you know, what he's going to get next, because that's what you do when somebody just has totaled their car. You ask him, hey, uh, what car are you going to get next? So that was sort of the uh, story behind the story behind the story. And again, thanks to the patrons for being um, such a big part of the show. What are we going to do today, though? Well, as Tesla's stock price gets over $500, I think, today. It went over 500 bucks. You know, they're killing it right now in terms of the stock price. Um, stock price, I've talked about a lot, uh, you know, whatever. It's, it goes up, it goes down. If they have a bad quarter, it's going to go crashing down. But um, they're over that hump of, you know, are they going to survive? Do they have enough money to make the next thing, to do the why, to do all the other stuff that they need to do? And there's a really interesting article in Clean Technia, which is talking about... Uh, Tesla's approach, this thing called the full stack approach. There's a lot of businesses out there that basically will rely on other incumbents to help them do their thing. They will rely on other people's technology to help them do their thing. But Tesla has this sort of full stack approach where it basically is trying to do kind of an Apple thing where it builds everything. It controls everything that goes into their product. So they make the Tesla hardware, obviously. They make the seats, they make the batteries, they make the body panels, they make the computers for full self-driving. They make their own software. They didn't give it to Apple or Google or somewhere else, so they didn't buy it off the shelf from Mobileye. They started that way, but then they decided, no, nah, no, nah, let's just do it ourselves. They got the Tesla insurance. That's huge, although they are certainly working with third parties. It's basically theirs. And they've got the Tesla repair and service that's all in-house. They've got the charging infrastructure with the, the superchargers. And then, of course, they have Tesla Energy, where they can make their own batteries, where they can make batteries for you in your car and in the house, and they make their own solar panels, and they make their own solar roofs. And so they can do all of this stuff in-house, as it were. I wouldn't be surprised if they start buying lithium mines, but this full-stack approach can work really well. And the places I see that it works really well is particularly when it comes to software and hardware. And that's why I'm kind of excited about the fact that now they make their own hardware, they're at Hardware 3.0, and they've got their own software. And those teams can basically talk together. And you've seen it, and I've talked about it with uh, Apple. Apple makes its own chips, and it writes software to those chips, and you can get it very efficient, very fast, and very good when you own the whole stack. And in this case, they're owning the whole stack, even more than Apple. Like Tesla has its own factories to make the cars, Apple uses a third party in China to build the iPhone. But uh, Tesla is doing almost everything in-house. It even makes its own seats for the cars. And by the way, the new seats in the Model 3, you know, I got the new Model 3, just got it in December, and I had a Model 3 from back in the day when they first came out. The new seats, I'm just saying, the new seats 
are delicious, de lovely, and delectable. They are so squishy and just envelope your buttocks. Oh, I love them. I think I may have just made up a word, envelope. I think I was trying to say envelope, but maybe envelope is a word as well. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to be going to Oz pretty soon. Going to go see the people. Uh, got an aunt there, much loved. Had a little surgery, got a little sick. Got to go check her out. Got to go check out the koala. It's going to be in Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie, which has the famous koala hospital in Australia and is a bit overwhelmed right now. So I'll certainly be going to see that. And, uh, you know, be doing a little bit of uh, Tesla snooping while I'm there. I'm, I need a car. Now, renting cars in Australia is quite expensive. And in the past, you know, I usually go every year. Getting a Tesla was pretty much impossible, but now there's a whole bunch of Model 3s there. And my cousin just sent me a link to a place that basically uh, attaches sort of third parties. You've got a Tesla. I need a Tesla. You rent your Tesla to me, kind of like Turo. But at prices which are really pretty amazing for Australia. So I uh, might have myself a Tesla Model 3 when I'm there because i got to get from Sydney to Port Macquarie. It's about five hours north of there. I'm just saying I might give it a go. And the supercharging network, it's not like it's in California, but now it is all up and down the East Coast. So uh, that should be no problem. And I'll feel very comfortable in a Tesla in Australia, even though the steering wheel is on the wrong side. So I'm actually looking at the supercharger map for Australia. You know, most of the Australian population lives on the coast, lives on the East Coast, Melbourne, you know, Sydney, Brisbane, up the East Coast there. For those of you that don't know, I'm going to go from Sydney to Port Macquarie, which I think, I haven't looked it up, but it's probably about 300 miles, about five hours drive. And I was just looking at the supercharger map and it's kind of perfect, right? You got one in Sydney, I can charge up there. And then there's one in this little place called Heatherbray. Now, you wouldn't know Heatherbray even if you were an Australian, except for one thing, mate. They have the greatest pie shop in the history of pie shops in Heatherbury. And I go there every time when I go to Port Macquarie and I go visit the relatives. I stop in Heatherbury and I have like six pies. I have uh, fruit pies. I used to have the meat pies, but I don't eat meat pies anymore. Um, but I just love the pies. So there's a, there's a supercharger in Heatherbury, for goodness sake. And there is a supercharger in Port Macquarie. What the what? This is so exciting. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I knew you were worried about it. But I'm going to be able to drive from Sydney uh, to Port Macquarie, and I'm going to be able to supercharge. And of course, it brings up the same thing that I've dealt with before. Flying to Australia, it, it's a long way. It's 15 hours, 14, 15 hours there. A little bit less on the way back usually because of the way the trade winds work or whatever it is. Um, and so how am I going to offset the carbon? Have you seen the fires in Australia? They're still going. They say that the fires in Australia have put in as much carbon as a hundred moderately sized countries. Disaster. But I need to go see my peeps right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and while I'm away, while I'm out of town, while I'm not in front of the microphone, looks like Tom and Robert are going to take over. So it might not be uh, every day, but they're going to give it a bash. They're going to give it a whirl. They're going to give it a try, doing the old Elon Daily. Well, until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Herbie out. I'm out. I'm done. Gone. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.